This is How Curious from KGOU, exploring your questions about Oklahoma. I'm Claire Donnelly. George Bogaski is on a mission. I've been on this uh, quest for about a decade, decade and a half, of walking the entire perimeter of Oklahoma. Walking the entire perimeter, about 1,450 miles. He thinks he's about 25% done. About a third of the northern border. I've taken the rivers along Red River. I've done southeast Oklahoma from basically uh, the Wachita wilderness south. Bogaski's walked hundreds of miles, sometimes by himself, sometimes with family or friends. Before his dog Daisy died, he'd bring her along too. It's a mixture between a pug and a beagle. Extremely friendly, extremely tough. We were in first time camping along Buffalo Creek, and we're going along the river, and she got bit by a rattlesnake above her eye. And I still remember we're out in the middle of nowhere. My grown boys were young then, and we were in a tent, and Daisy swole up huge, and her head was huge. And uh, she uh, she survived. And why is Bogaski doing this? I mean, the why is like, why do I like Rocky Road ice cream? I just do. He says he loves the state's diverse geography and wildlife. But Bogaski had some trouble in southwest Oklahoma. He has a tradition of smoking a cigar at each corner of the state. He's lit up at all the others, but couldn't find the exact southwest corner. And I smoked cigar close to what I thought was the corner, but if I didn't, that cigar was wasted. Bogaski asked how curious. Where exactly is Oklahoma's southwest corner? Is there a marker? So picture a map of Oklahoma. Most of the border is relatively straight, even the panhandle, which sticks out but is basically a rectangle. Oklahoma's southern border is squiggly because it's the Red River. You know, rivers have this interesting thing, they move. Carl Tyson wrote the book The Red River in Southwestern History. He says because the river changes over time, it's caused a lot of conflict through the years. We don't have time for the entire history, but here's a quick overview. The United States bought Louisiana from France in 1803. At the time, Spain owned the land that's now Texas and Mexico. The U.S. and Spain were always arguing about whose land was whose. So in 1819, John Quincy Adams and the Spanish foreign minister, Luis de Onís, negotiated a treaty called the Adams-Onís Treaty. It set the Red River as the dividing line between the two countries' territory. But here's Carl Tyson again. Nobody was was doing surveys and, and trying to figure out exactly what they were talking about. There are some 18th and 19th century treaties where they talk about, you know, it'll go to, you know, a certain point on this river, and it turns out later on the river didn't go there. <laughs> you know, they, they just were guessing. Tyson says once people did survey the land more than 30 years later, after Texas joined the U.S., they found the Red River splits into two parts, which wasn't in the treaty. And it says it follows the Red River's main course. So then it becomes, well, okay, well, what's the main course? Because if you actually, if you go out there and you look, they're, they're both about the same size. Tyson says Texans wanted the land for ranching, and the United States government wanted to keep it as part of what were then called the Oklahoma and Indian Territories. The case eventually went before the U.S. Supreme Court. The federal government won. But it didn't fix the problem because the river is always shifting. I would guess that there's not been a year since 1890 in which there was not some conflict between the state of Oklahoma and the state of Texas over where the river was and where the river is now. Think about it. If the boundary is the bank of the river, 
Where is that bank? And how do you measure it? And what do you do when the bank changes or disappears in something like a flood? In 1999, Oklahoma enacted the Red River Compact, an agreement with Texas approved by the federal government that lets them more easily determine the border by using, quote, the visually identifiable continuous line of vegetation along the river's south bank. Now, back to George Bogaski's question, where is Oklahoma's southwest corner? Well, I went on Google Maps, zoomed in on the corner, and got some coordinates. 34.560454 degrees by minus 100 degrees. Davy Edwards says that's probably pretty close, but Google Maps may not be the most accurate. So if you follow the south bank of the Red River as described in the 1923 Supreme Court decision, uh, and you get to the 100th degree meridian uh, from Greenwich, um, then that's the southwest corner of of, uh, Oklahoma. Edwards is a land surveyor registered in both Texas and Oklahoma. It's his job to make precise measurements that determine property boundaries, like along rivers. It's feet on the ground. You get muddy. Sometimes you get out in the middle of the water, get wet. Uh, you got to watch out for quicksands, water moccasins, hogs. <laughs> uh, you got all those things that you're dealing with. Edwards hasn't been to Oklahoma's southwest corner. There's probably not going to be a marker there because it had been washed away over the years. Uh, but there may be something back up off of the off of that boundary uh, or off of that bank, uh, and it would be a reference mark. Uh, so it would say, you know, it might say, you know, the southwest corner of the um, state of Oklahoma uh, is located, you know, so many feet away and at this bearing or something like that. So I went to look for it. Okay, so I'm driving on a dirt road um, in southwestern Oklahoma. It's really bumpy. This was my first time driving a pickup truck with four-wheel drive, and I got stuck once. My truck was completely blocking the road. Okay. A kind stranger had to get me unstuck. It's in the floorboard. It's in the floorboard. Yeah, and I had to put it in low because you were really stuck. But if you look down here, it says two and four. It was really embarrassing. Anyway, I finally found the area I was looking for. Trisha Bartlett lives close to the border. She didn't want to be recorded. Bartlett said she didn't know whether there's a marker on her land. She gave me permission to look for it, but strongly advised me multiple times not to venture into tall grass because of rattlesnakes. So I went to a diner in Hollis for a second opinion. David Cummins and Harry Cochran were just finishing their lunch at Boomerang, a little place right off East Broadway Street, one of the city's main roads. So I should not go walk around the field? Not without boots. Particularly near the river. Particularly not on a warm day. Right. A lot, lot of rattlesnakes. You get bit. <laughs> Another guy, Bill Dill, told me he killed 68 rattlesnakes last year. I decided not to risk it. Lots of organizations use landmarkers, including utility companies, the Army Corps of Engineers, FEMA, and the U.S. Geological Survey. Patrick Wilson at USGS says his organization's purpose is to map the country's terrain, not to determine state boundaries, meaning USGS probably didn't mark Oklahoma's corner. The National Geodetic Survey also uses markers. 
I searched the geodetic survey's database and found four markers near Oklahoma's corner. One seems to reference an old Oklahoma-Texas boundary marker, a gray stone with a cross cut in the top, but not the current southwest corner. According to the database, the gray stone was not recovered when surveyors visited the station in 1958, so it may not be there anymore. I can't say for certain whether there's a marker at the corner, but maybe George Bogaski and I will go look for it, with boots, at a time with fewer rattlesnakes. Thanks for listening to How Curious. The show is a production of KGOU Radio. It's produced by me, Claire Donnelly. This episode was edited by Caroline Halter. David Gray composed our theme music. Email us your Oklahoma questions at curious at kgou.org.